Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Andre. Welcome to Andre's Addict. Slogan is in progress. Haven't really thought of anything yet, anything clever. If you guys have any ideas, shoot my way. But uh, this podcast is pretty much about uh, motivational thinking, um, how to go through life, making um, life your, daily, your daily decisions based on easy ones or hard ones. And I'm just here to guide you through that. Um, I'm going to ask a set of questions to uh, my buddy here. And then hopefully as episodes go by, we'll be more people to discuss how they go through life and making decisions their way. Um, so my opening statement is every day we are, we are filled with adversities, difficult or simple decisions we make. And um, just with that statement, um, you think, what what do you do when you are faced with something difficult? Do you think about it real hard, or is it something that just happens to come by subconsciously and you just know? Are you a person that that makes decisions on the whim, or do you plan out your your everyday decisions? Sometimes, in most cases, people plan them because they they face things and. Sorry, that's my dog out there. I apologize. And they have to make a a set one, two, three. This is what I'm gonna do. But for some people, they just make a decision just like that. I snap my fingers. Uh, so I for here my first my first show. I have my buddy here, Kyle. Kyle, can introduce yourself? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Kyle Coleman. I uh, am very happy to be here. All right. So me and Kyle will go back a couple years. So I figured this this podcast will be a nice jump start. You know, having someone here that I know already, um, but potentially I hope to have someone here that I don't know. So some of these, some of these questions will be uncomfortable for some people, um, and at times. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, to public knowledge of what of what you hear. Um, it'll have to be sometimes confidential because some some of the things are very private. They do come with um, with ways that they're not comfortable sharing to the public ear. Um, so hopefully this goes well. You think, yeah. Kyle? Yeah, I don't think we'll have any problem. You know me. I'm I'm pretty much an open book and uh, about as boisterous as it comes. So I'm ready to go. All right. So my first question is, in your life, what are ways in processing through your adversities? Um, so when I think of the word adversities, I, what that kind of breaks down to me is, is things that stand in, in the way of me and my goals. So, you know, I think everyone faces adversities and I think you kind of hit it that everyone's a little bit different. Um, I tend to be a little bit more bullheaded. When I see something that is in my way, I kind of turn a little bit more towards like a like a hawk smash type of uh, personality towards it. Mm-hmm. So I see everything that stands in my way as a as an opportunity to um, to overcome it and kind of build my own skills. Yeah. So I love hearing that I can't do something. Uh-huh. Call it ADHD, ODD, whatever you want. Yeah. I hawk smash it and uh, yeah. I, I do everything I can to accomplish what it is I want to accomplish. I agree. I agree with that. Like having that that sense of, uh, what's that, urgency mm-hmm. or just wanting to prove someone wrong. Absolutely. Like a lot of people are like that. 
like and I think it's great that you are and um, is it easy or difficult for you to do that um, I think for me it comes a little bit more naturally and that kind of just goes back to where I come from and the things that I've been through um, but it, it also depends um, things where if, if it's an external factor that's kind of in my way um, it's a lot easier for me to overcome where mm -hmm. if it's more of um, an internal struggle you know, trying to improve myself on something or do better, um, living by the standards that I think I should be living. Uh, it, it can be a lot harder because I'm no longer trying to overcome an adversity of something on the outside. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to overcome an adversity that I'm causing internally with my own actions. So yeah. I, I think it really varies, but it usually I find them easier. But like I said, it just depends on what I'm overcoming. I yeah. know a lot of people really, uh, get defeated pretty easily and they mm -hmm. really kind of get down and something's in their way and it's yeah. they can't accomplish it the first time yeah so Kyle you, you raised a word um, internal yes uh, facing your own internal adversities can be a real struggle for some people because we fight our battles every day with ourselves yes. not with just people on the outside but with ourselves most indefinitely I think that's kind of like I think that's the hardest battle anyone ever has to fight. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to actually reference the Hulk here again. Um, I don't know why I want a superhero <laughs> kick, but that's going to be the metaphors I probably use for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's the the inside battle that um, Bruce Banner has with the Hulk. I mean, it it's really two sides of the same coin that he, mm -hmm. he really kind of shows battling yourself. Um, and then obviously in the end, he's able to do it. It's no problem. Mm -hmm. uh, happy ending. But that's that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I know I've I've made a lot of poor decisions in my lifetime and, you know, some more recent than others. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've tried my best to live by my own code and my own virtues, but mm -hmm. I know I've fallen short of those many times. Yeah. And I think the hardest part is just kind of saying, hey, I messed up and I need to do better. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that that's what scares a lot of people because being able to to accept your own faults and really challenge them mm -hmm. is a whole nother step of self awareness that a, a lot of people struggle with until they're called out and they're forced to see it. Mm -hmm. So you bring up another good word, self awareness. So how I'm do you full of them. how do you feel after making a big big life decision? Does it bring you joy, happiness, accomplishment, or stress? If we're thinking about big life decisions, I think there's only really one response, and and it can go both ways on good and bad. But I think the only response to feel is stress. Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, we're both new to North Carolina here, and man, that dog really wants to get up here uh, into yeah. Andre's attic. But uh, but yeah, I think stress is the only thing you can really feel because you're you're gonna worry for quite a while did i make the right decision and mm -hmm. sometimes you won't know for a couple years yeah um we're both new to north carolina we both recently bought houses down here mm -hmm. um that process was extremely stressful mm -hmm. um it was stressful in both ways both good stress and bad stress yeah. both in the moments that it was happening because it's oh it's exciting it's new let's go and then it's also like oh i have to pack oh yeah. i have to clean i have to pay for mm -hmm. all of this stuff and it's terrible it's a lot um and i i mean while i feel like i at least we made the right decision my fiance and i um you know i think we made it but you know you never know in a couple years we we mm -hmm. could be like wow this is really hard and we made this big decision that we can't go back on mm -hmm. um and it's just a matter of you got to live with your decisions and and i think that's why so many people struggle with decision making mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, that definitely nails the nails the nail on the coffin. Because yes, this is a big life decision buying a house because you are literally putting your feet on ground and you're staying there. I, I think our feet are in cement for, <laughs> for like the next 15 years at least. Yes. So I guess the caveat off that, what are things or mantras that you like to do when going through tough decisions? Like things that you've things that bring you happiness to make it easier. So I think mantras are a wonderful thing. It's not something I say out loud enough. Um, I know whenever kind of I'm interacting with someone that's really stressful for a decision, I, I usually go back to one saying that I feel in my soul and I think I need to say out loud more, but um, what's going to happen is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I am faith-based. I am a Christian and I, I truly believe that um, – Things are going to happen the way they're supposed to, and that's it. There's no other way around it. Um, best I can do is make my decisions based on what I think is important. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm staying true to myself and making these decisions, I'm usually fairly happy with them. Yeah. So when staying true to yourself, what what are some things that like you know that motivates you? to stay true to yourself and making these decisions. Oh man, I'll tell you what, that's a hard one. Yeah. You know, so find finding that, that inner strength to, to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as like what motivates me to just make, just to go ahead and make the decision is, is really, I just know it, it needs to be done. And that's what I, I tell myself constantly that if I, if I put off making this decision or make, or put off making this change right now, that's fine. And Danny, I can, I can stay in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately the time's going to come that I will have to make that decision or make that change at mm-hmm. some point. Um, and I think that feeling causes me so much more anxiety than mm-hmm. just going through the process. Mm-hmm. That I would much rather just make the decision, get it over with, and deal with it, rather than um, be fearful of what what could come, yeah. you know, in the future. And and that's just a personal preference. I know lots of people that are not like that at all. That mm-hmm. they want to put it off and have every detail planned. And I learned that I can plan all I want, and life's mm-hmm. gonna shatter my plans every mm-hmm. second it gets. So oh yeah, um, I, I try not to over plan. I get my broad strokes, and I say let's go and. Oftentimes, that leaves a lot of holes that uh, I have to kind of try and fill in the fly. Yeah, I agree with that. So, based on what you told me, based on what you told me, what are some things that you've done before that helped you? And do you do them? Like, do you like, do you still do them, or is it kind of like uh, trial by error? Um, it's definitely trial by error. Because um, I remember making decisions in the past that. You know, I just kind of make them and then go back and I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, I especially think of teenage and um, early college years. I'm like, man, I was not a smart person mm-hmm. at that point in time. Um, there's a little bit more thinking through for my decisions now, but not nearly as much as there needs to be. Yeah. Um, but you kind of, uh, you you were more so asking, um, Oh, oh, no, ADHD hit me. Ask me again. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are some things, like, what are the things you did to make these decisions before, like, like that helped? Or was it, like, a trial by error? Okay. Yeah, so bef- what I used to do, um, and I, unfortunately I still do this more than I should, mm-hmm. is um, 
I would I would just kind of make very impulsive decisions. Mm-hmm. So I would, um, you know, we can we can take jobs. Um, for instance, I would see a job and be like, oh, wow, that makes a ton of money. Let me go ahead and apply for that and not actually think, is this something I would actually enjoy doing or be good at? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just apply because I always figured, you know, something like that, I can just decide not to take the job if I want to. Um, where now I, I do a lot more thinking. And I think the difference um, for me and what I really do now is I think about who does this decision affect? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something I used to do before. And I, and I think a lot of that's because I do have my fiance. And so a lot of my decisions are pretty consistently going by, okay, um, does this only affect me? If the answer is yes, I'm probably going to do something impulsive mm-hmm. if I'm the only one it affects. But that's very rare anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I really kind of have to think, how does this benefit or how does this go against uh, my fiance or mm-hmm. how does it? And then um, I put myself second to that is, is what are the potential outcomes here? Um, You know, what's worst case scenario, what's best case scenario. And I can tell you, I always make up a lot more positive outcomes than I do negatives. Mm -hmm. Um, The outcomes are usually 50, 50. (laughs) Yeah. So you bring up two, two good words in that statement is impulse, impulsive Mm -hmm. and, and thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's impulsive thinking and then there's concrete thinking. Yes. So impulsive thinking is making decision, d- decisions on the fly with a snap. Yep. And then concrete is actually going through it, going through those steps, mm-hmm. those proper steps and getting from point A to point B. Yes. That's your goal. So do you, do you feel that before you made it you made these decisions subconsciously or do you actually you actually thought about it with the impulsive, with the impulsiveness. Um, I think as far as like the impulsive thoughts, that was definitely ninety percent of my teenage years, and at least eighty percent of my college years. Um, I I think one disclosure ADHD big surprise if you've been listening to this at all. Um, but I I think with that it really kind of a lot of my decisions have always been impulsive, and I don't. Like I said, I don't think that changed until maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and full disclosure, I'm 28 now, so not very old. <laughs> but so, but that's that's still you think into your you know early to to mid 20s. Yep. Um, you know, I was still making extremely impulsive decisions, yeah. and it frustrates the hell out of me looking back at it. Uh-huh. But um, you know, and I still make plenty of impulsive decisions. Just now, they're really small, like yes. um randomly pulling into the coffee shop when i really don't need coffee uh-huh. uh, just because you know it yep. smells good it looks Hell good yeah. i know it tastes good um, absolutely yeah <laughs> or or you know like going through the grocery store and seeing that like one thing on the shelf and you're like mm, i haven't had that since i was like 12 and then it sits in the counter for three months because you don't mm-hmm. eat it yeah um so my i've limited my, my impulsive decisions but i i think maturity it plays a really big role in, in the um development of that concrete thinking and i think even within concrete thinking you get a lot of impulsive acts Mm -hmm. um at least i know that's what happens for me um i say okay i'm at point a and okay i want to be to point b here's some basic things i want to happen and then i Mm -hmm. with limited information i usually end up pulling the trigger um not always great shout out to my fiance for saving my butt multiple times on Mm -hmm. decisions like that um but yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts 
you know, I, st- I still struggle with impulsive decisions. It's just they're smaller now. Yeah, absolutely. thankfully. <laughs> so going off that and like, you know, having I wanted to bring change into your mm-hmm. impulsive thinking or impulsive decision making. Um, what would be something different that you want to influence in your life to allow this to to simmer down? Yeah, so yeah, I think it, it has to be an active, con- like a conscious thought. Um, I didn't just kind of wake up one day and say, mm, I need to stop making these super impulsive decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really kind of a process for me. Um, I wanted to be uh, a better human being, a better man, a better mm-hmm. adult. Um, so I, I kind of like made an active uh, decision to to make a change in my life. And I think a large part of that is I needed a support network. If I didn't have, um, you know, the people that I have around me to kind of bounce these ideas off of, mm-hmm. um, there would be a lot worse impulsive decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people that know me know that when I have ideas, they pop into my brain and they're out of my mouth before I think of them. Yeah. And if I don't have those people around me to bounce these ideas off of, it can go very badly. Yeah. So, so for me, it was kind of one of those things of, I don't, I try very hard not to make decisions without like talking to somebody first mm-hmm. um, and getting another perspective, something outside of my own viewpoint. And that yeah. made a huge difference in kind of my decision making mm-hmm. and, and making that shift and that change for me in my life. Yeah. So Kyle brings up a good point here. Uh, so a word that comes to mind is filter. Mm. Having that filter through what you think and what you say through through uh, your support system, it's kind of like it's kind of like looking at a car. It has an air filter between what happens under your hood and what and what comes air comes out into your car. There's a filter there to to uh, make the smell not be as smelly. So in this, in- that's very mechanical, Andre. Did you work in a mechanic shop at one <laughs> <No>. point? <laughs> I know nothing about cars. I'm very much. <laughs> Very much a go-to-the-shop kind of guy. Light came on, drop it off. Yes, uh, pretty much. So with this, with this process is you're going to filter your thoughts through your support system, and then your support system is going to send the feedback back to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, whether that feedback is negative, positive, what have you, it helps. Half the time the feedback I get is Kyle, shut up. Yeah. Which is totally acceptable when I actually look back at some of the stuff I said. Oh, yeah, that was probably the best feedback I could have got. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of other people's filters um, are internal. They're able to have that internal dialogue with themselves and, and like, think through the process of the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just me and my upbringing. I don't know if it's ADHD. Um, yeah. I, I have no idea what the reason is, but that I do not do well with that internal dialogue. It's not something that really exists for me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a very um, external person. I feed off of other people. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. And I think that for me, that means that other people are, I don't want to say they're my filter because I'm not leaning on other people to make all my decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I very much like making my decisions. I just need someone to be honest with me. And I think that's what's most important is having people around me that are just going to be upfront and honest. Like, well, mm-hmm. Kyle, I love that you're thinking, but I hate what you're thinking. It's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Um, that bluntness is very helpful for me because I, I don't take offense to it. Yeah, I agree. You know, sometimes you may think you have a, a great idea, like the like best idea on a, since 
since since since uh since sliced bread but uh, you know sometimes you have to revert yourself back to this earth and think was it really that good or do i just think it's good because it's because it's me I still stand by the uh, the fact that I have six world changing ideas a day. <laughs> so I don't know what everyone else's problem is, but uh, I think they're world changing. Yes, you know, it's a, I feel like sometimes we feel to ourselves that we have the best ideas until we hear something else. But until then, Hey, until, we're, we're always right. Until right? something better comes along, why not? Yes. So pretty much uh, I made this podcast, just as you can see, to uh, just a just a chit chat about motivational things that that come to life, um, how how you go through them, how you break these barriers to 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 become motivated and making big, big or small life decisions. Um. Well, I have a question for you then, Andre. What yes. kind of what made you want to do this? What made you want to like talk about this topic and bring it to the world? Uh, actually, that's a great idea, Kyle. That's a great question. I'm full of them today. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I feel like it was our one class in our graduate program. Um, Shout out to University of Denver Social Work. Woo woo. Yeah, you. Uh, so it was motivational interviewing. Mm-hmm. And it was through our mental health class. I just think about that for a second. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it all just floods together. It's all Especially one. Especially at this time of the quarter. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the quarter, <clears throat> finals are here. No thank you. Yes. So it just came from there. And just thinking, like, it would be cool to bring it to life, to to try it myself. Like, you know, how how to connect with somebody on another level through their life decisions because sometimes we get so caught up in our own life that we forget to reach out to someone else mm -hmm. to think okay how are they going through life like you know are they having a rough time like do they need a hand like you know we we make that error every day not reaching out to somebody and that somebody can can be having a real hard time like your dog right now yes like dog so, you know, I decided to do this as kind of like a, uh, a, a way to reach out to other people and um, hear, hear their life story. Yeah, I, I think that's great. It really kind of brings actual meaning to um, the phrase of walking a mile in someone else's shoes. And I, yeah. I, think, I think that's huge. It's just trying to understand where someone else comes from. I think yeah. that's the basic of human to human connection. Um, and I don't think you can get anything else until you at least try to understand. Even if you can never understand someone else's point of view or where they come from or why mm -hmm. they do what they do, I think that the mere effort goes a long way to kind of building that interpersonal connection with them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I got nothing else. Uh, Kyle, you got anything, if you got anything else to say? Uh, no, I mean, I was very happy to hear that you wanted to have me on. Um, I'm going to do a quick plug. If you got a wedding coming up, go ahead and look up For You Sounds DJ Entertainment. Um, it is a DJ business that my fiance and I run. We try and do weddings only. So if you're getting married, hit us up. We'll give you a quote. I guarantee you we'll have a good time. It's all about you. All right. Hearing that, that's a nice sponsor for Kyle. 
And uh, if anyone else has any ideas or suggestions, they are always welcomed. Um, this doesn't have to be always very uh, serious, serious. Um, so yeah, just uh, shoot me a comment saying like, you know, what you, what you thought about it or anything that you want to hear, any, any kind of topics. All right, well, that's it. My name is Andre and Honor's Attic is out.